This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you again. I've got Mark Afalalalo. Hello. Oh. Every time. I hate it. You know, this is just, this is just, I can't work with this. It's like having E all on the show. It's ridiculous. This is my Cheer morning up. energy, guys. Okay. Okay. But it's, it's meant to be Maybe a second, night. I'll take a sip of my coffee. It's meant to be we'll... night time. You know, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> this goes out in night. Remember that? <laughs> I mean, this is my 8 p.m. energy, guys. How are you? Hey. Hey. hey! hey! There he is, Mr. Radio. Absolutely. Oh, Sean Priest is here. Sean Priest. Hooray! I'm here. I'm happy. I have got a slight cough, though, so I have brought a note for oh. my mum to see if I can be excused. Is that okay? Hang yeah, on. Go. How, Just how leave. near are you to me right now? How many miles are between us? Uh, I don't know. 3,000? I have no idea. Okay, yeah, let's see if that qualifies enough. as social distance. <laughs> can we look that up? That would be quite interesting to know yeah. uh, for sure what's going on there. Uh, yes, hello, welcome to Double Tap Canada. And uh, today we've got lots to talk about, actually. Um, I'm going to jump in with one of Mark's, though, because Mark has brought... He's brought material with him this week, Sean. I did. I'm prepared, guys. I am prepared. Not for this show, but on one of the shows since I'm prepared. <laughs> for one of the 16 programs that Mark presents, he's ready, but not this one. Uh, okay, well, we're going to talk... I want to start with rockets because, you know what? This is just... Um, I'm going to get a little bit, you know, kid-like about this, but this is just pretty impressive. The amount of rockets that seem to get fired into space on an almost daily basis now is just... It's just brilliant. It's like it's like all my comic books have come to life. <laughs> well, I, listen, I was just in bed last night watching TV, flipping the channels and, and you know, simultaneously flipping through social media. And I land upon like a live, a live Falcon X, uh, you know, SpaceX uh, rocket launch. And I'm like, didn't I just see one like six days ago? Yeah. I look back. I'm like, yeah, sure enough. Two weeks, they launched another <laughs> rocket and they're throwing another 50 satellites into space for, for Starlink. And. Uh, you have to kind of slap yourself every once in a while and say, this is like, this is the real, this is real. Like, this is not pretend stuff. This is not science fiction. They're literally launching rockets into space every two weeks now. Like, we went from from a dead space, you know, system in NASA, literally going dormant, what, 10 years ago or something, if not more than that. And now every two weeks, there's another launch. I, I, I let, Put the cost aside and... And, you know, the impact on the environment, even though these are nice and eco-friendly rockets. Um, but they're just launching these. Not only are they launching them into space, but then the, the actual rocket itself just comes back and lands at home. And it's getting ready and refueled for the next launch two weeks later. Like, what world are we living in? This is too cool. I know. It is It is wild. It is brilliant. Uh, and, of course, we're going to get to a stage where, you know, the moon is going to have a TripAdvisor rating of, like, two stars. You know, I'll be like, well, you know, the view was okay, but it was a bit cold. You think that'll happen in our time, though? Uh, no. Know, I, I, come on, we're, we're almost there, are we not? I mean, we're, we're pretty much... Every millionaire or billionaire is in a position right now where they're thinking, let's create a new planet somewhere else, because this okay, one here's, we've kind here, of screwed. Here's the funny part. Here's what I find hilarious about this, is that... You know, and, and you have to take everything with a grain of salt here, which is you look at SpaceX, which are literally launching things to space, bringing people to the space station, actually like contributing to to, you know, exploration and science. Then you look at like Virgin Galactic, who flies you up to the atmosphere so that for two and a half minutes you can experience weightlessness and then come back down. Oh, OK. That's great. What have you done? Oh, you've collected a lot of money and given people two minutes of weightlessness. Can't you, isn't there ways to do that on the ground now? They can't. Couldn't they figure that out? They didn't have to launch at the space well, to can. figure that there's, out. There's a, there's a place actually not far from where you live, Sean. And we should go there. We should do this. If right? it can make me weightless, I'll be impressed. Hey, listen, if this thing works with me, I'll be impressed. What, what you do is it's like a big, I don't know, you must have seen this, Mark. It's like a, a big tube you go into and it's got basically a massive fan on the floor that just pushes you up 
into the okay, air. That's that's a carnival ride. No, yeah, that's, oh, no, that's, no, 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 indoor that's, skydiving. No, no. That that's yes. like, yeah, that's indoor skydiving. That's, that's not that's, that's not the closest I'm going to get to it. Right? No, come on. There's got to be a way. So so we've seen so we have Virgin Galactic that goes up and does this. You have the other one, which is uh, Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin, which is you know they have to pull a marketing stunt to throw William ninety year old William Shatner up in space that people pay attention to it. Um, then they have to fight to get their astronaut wings. They have to fight to get their astronaut wings because they're like, yeah, that didn't really count dudes. You just went up and came down. Um, there are planes that, you know, that prepare astronauts for, for weightlessness that'll, that'll go up really, really high and then kind of like dive down. And during the dive, you get weightlessness for like 38 seconds or something like that. Like, is, is that what it is? It's come to the point that we're, we're these, these billionaires are spending their, their billions of dollars just so they can get a high. Like isn't yes. there some kind of something yes. they can inhale or something they can vape from your you know local well, pot store they've that, done that already. Can give the you the, oh, have they done that? Yeah, okay. they've done all that. That's the problem, right? But there comes a point where you have so much money that you just nothing can satisfy you. Nothing. And well, and then they the complain, latest. and then they complain that they lose contracts to like NASA to get people to the moon. Well, dude, like you haven't done anything. Like, and again, like Elon Musk, power to him because he is an engineer, and he has created a lot, personally created a lot of the technology that has made all this stuff happen, you know? So mm. you have to, you have to like look at him in a little bit of awe. And then you look at the other, you know, billionaires. And then you look at someone like Tim Cook, who makes, you know, $150 billion and donates like 90% of it to charity. At least, you know, there's, there's doing good with the money that you make, you know? And clearly you could see the ones who are in it for the profit and the fun. And the ones who are actually in it and trying to do something for our planet. I, I'm in it for the profit and the fun. Uh, just so, you know, just to put that Well, there's got to be a balance, right? Like you put no, up a, you no, know. No, no, I'm not interested. No, in no, the planet's Tesla. finished, right? The planet's finished. <laughs> we may as well just enjoy it like a football field after hours on a Friday. When's it done, Stephen? Like, when's it, is there a date you have in mind? I mean, well, Tuesday. I, well, I can tell you that there is a blind mystic from Hungary. Hungary? Oh, okay. Is that, yeah. is that the right? Hungary? Hungary, yes, that's the one. Hungary. <laughs> I did so well at geography at school. Uh, well, the uh, blind mystic from Hungary, as I'm now calling it, uh, renamed the country. Hashtag is is a big deal over there. Uh, we can start a whole new movement. But aside, Stop. do you know her name? Do you know her name? Baba Vanga. How do you know that? Because I'm amazing. Um, and what happened was Baba Vanga predicted pretty much everything up until the year 5070, thereabouts, 5069, something like that. Well, we got when, a while then. When the world will end. 50, 70? Yeah, so we've got a bit of time. Okay, so I mean, I, I mean, it's going to be my like my my great 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 oh great 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 great, 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 great grandchildren are going to have to worry about this. I'll leave them a note. <laughs> <laughs> Baba could be wrong, of course. You know. No, 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 no. Baba was right Why about Baba a lot of things. Baba was right about a lot of things. And this year, by the way, this year is not she good. Wasn't. This is not she a good year. Right. This is not going to be good. Wasn't. Two things are going to happen this year, uh, according to Baba. Uh, a new pandemic will kick up. Sorry, guys. I'm just a messenger. Don't shoot the guy, right? I'm just telling you. Uh, and secondly... Wait, and hang on. A new one, or did she predict the current one we're in? No, no. She's already predicted that one. This one's a new one. Oh, on top of it. Oh, great. Yeah, that's so awesome. So this one will be like when a guinea pig bites the bottom of a goat or something, and then that'll be it. How do you know it's not just another variant? Well, it yeah. could be. It could be this, but it's going to be bad. The whole point here is it's going to be bad. Stephen, have you looked outside? <sighs> Thank you for listening. Have, we hope have you're you left happy. the house? Excuse me. Excuse <laughs> I live in Britain. In two We've years, we left the, the house. Virus. The virus is over in this country. We are party. Party. You're like, in the US, in the US, there is no, there is no COVID in the United no. States of America. None in the UK either, I can guarantee you. It's all gone. We got rid of it. We shouted at it. And no, no, actually, we did a very British thing, which was just to ignore it. And it would go away. That's what we do. Can't we they do just, it with our you front know, doors. Can't they just shoot the virus up to space and just get rid of it? I thought that's what they were doing in the States. I thought they were just trying to shoot the virus. Would that not solve no, the no, problem? Up to space, I think. That's in Texas. That's in oh, Texas. I see. Right, okay. Yeah. So basically, uh, Mark, you're a, a but, SpaceX fan. Fan. No, no, you know, no, 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 I, you know, I wasn't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like one of these space. I want to get to Baba Vanga's thing. Baba Vanga says that okay, we're also because this Hashtag. might this might tie in with you, right? Because you're saying space and all that. Well. Apparently, aliens will come, and they're going to take prisoners. Uh, look at this okay. up. I'm not making this stuff up. Look it up. It's on the World Wide Web, and we all know whatever's printed there is right. I should also okay. say, for, for the sake of balance, Baba never wrote anything down. And this is all just basically what people think she said. So, yeah, and she, you know, she didn't speak English. So, you know, I mean, it could be wrong. But at the same token... 
She might be wrong. What language did she speak, Robin? Uh, <laughs> hung- Hungaria. Does, um, just out of curiosity, guys, because you happen to be on the other side of the water here, um, is the Independent a reliable source? Yes. Yes. Very much okay. so. Very serious paper. You have to wear a suit okay. when you read it. It's hard to tell what is real and what isn't real these days, even for people well, who yeah. are in this industry. So I have to I have to verify from reliable sources, Stephen and uh, Sean. Well, so listen, going back to SpaceX, you're talking about incredible okay. feats of engineering, um, amazing work, incredible technology that is allowing us to do, you know, these rocket ship trips to the, the Mar- to Mars or the Moon or wherever they're heading. However, back on Earth. Planes can't take off because of five G. Yeah, this is this is a fun one, but we should take a break because I need more time. <laughs> oh, this is just incredible. Uh, so yeah, th- this is this new five G protocol, and it's actually stopping flights from getting off the ground. I read this morning. Well, no, it's not. But here's the thing: it's not even that it's stopping. It's that people are worried. Yes, yeah, so, so it's not, so here's it's not that happening. it is exactly. It's not that it is. Yeah, AT and T and Verizon already have five G in the US. We've got 5G in Canada. We've got 5G everywhere in the world. But they're launching a new band of 5G, a new in the C band, if that makes any sense to anybody. Nope. And it's supposed to be a much stronger version of 5G. And they're worried that it's specifically (laughs) going to interfere with the altimeter on the planes, which means that when they can't see, they may not be able to land. Remember Die Hard 2? Yes. When they when they told them, oh yeah, you're gonna yeah you're you're perfect perfect trajectory for the runway, but they were actually like they they set something off by like I don't know five feet, so they were actually going right into the ground. They're worried that's gonna happen and people won't be able to land planes. That's not great. So as a result, international <laughs> flights are already canceling routes in preparation for this, even though the wow. FAA has basically said, okay, we're holding off. We're gonna we're not gonna do this new airports on, right hang now. On, hang on. Surely they can test this. All right, this is the millennium. Well, this is the problem. They're saying over again. They're saying that, you know, you had two years to figure this one out. Can you just provide us with the scientific data that proves that this will not cause interference? And they have yet to provide that. So, like, come on, guys, just get off. You know, and it, the only people <laughs> losing here are consumers and AT&T and Verizon. Like, yeah. get, get your stuff together. Go hire someone who's, who knows what they're doing. Take the measurements. Show them it's not going to happen. And let's get on with our lives. Hire someone that knows what they're doing. That'll never take off. I guarantee that'll never happen. Uh, right, stick around. We're going to talk more about... No, exactly. This is a perfect proof of that. <laughs> stick around. We've got uh, more news about Netflix upping their prices. Boo! And we're going to talk about other stuff as well. Lots to come here on Double Tap Canada. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. Right, enough of that. This, look, we've kicked off and we're, what, 13 minutes into this thing and we've already talked about two tech stories. And, by the way, I've given you the future and what's going to happen in this world. Well, well. Well, possibly. We should make future. a new segment. We should get this sponsored. Baba Venga. Baba Venga says. <laughs> in Hungarian. Uh, from Hungary. In Hungary. <laughs> uh, listen, Rebecca's and we're been also in touch. creating new countries. Yes, exactly. We're, we're, we're just, I think we're just too good at this, frankly. Uh, Rebecca Skipper's been in touch um, and has the perfect replacement keyboard for me. Remember, I told you last week that I uh, destroyed nearly Murdered. all of my uh, keys in my Logitech MX keys. Eviscerated, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, Rebecca says, I like my, I think I've got this right, Ma- Matthias, Matthias, Bluetooth keyboard. Uh, because you can pair, yeah, because you can pair up to four devices at once. Four? Oh, cool. One charge can last up to a year. I don't believe a word of that. But yes. A year? Wow. Yeah, so it says. Did Baba Vanga predict that? I don't believe it. I haven't heard of that brand, though. Have you heard of that? I've never heard of it. It's a Canadian brand. Oh, well, it must be good. Yeah, it's a Canadian brand, Matthias Wireless Aluminum Keyboard. It looks very much like the Mac keyboard. It does. It's like the Mac uh, Space Gray keyboard, isn't it? Very similar. Yeah. If not exact in style. You can get it in Rechargeable one-year battery life. Wow. What's the price? Well, you know, now you're asking questions that are just so... I mean, this is ridiculous. $99. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Too much. I'm just buying time here. Come on. I know. Um, but $99 I mean look come on these days everything is about $99 you cannot go out with $100 in your pocket and come back with change 
no, 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 no. I'm sorry. You can get perfectly usable ten dollar keyboards. A keyboard's oh, yeah, yeah, a keyboard. Yeah, I can buy garbage as well, and I could, I could also type uh, on thin air, and I'm sure eventually <laughs> the answer would get on the computer. But you know. I actually prefer to use something that works, Sean Priest. It, it all works. It's just how well it works. Yes, it may sound loud and clunky, but I'm just saying that you know, a keyboard is a keyboard. I might surely. get one of these. I might get one of these to try. I love the fact. Of it course, you will. Four You'll get devices. Because you know, I, I, this is so bad. But I was sitting here the other week thinking, you know, this connecting to three devices at once—it's just not enough. So I think I'm at the I, stage I of four. I don't understand why it is limited. To be honest, why why can it be like fifteen? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what why why limit it to three or four? Surely it's just a memory, right? It's just a memory slot. Yeah. So it's not like it has to, and it doesn't really have to remember anything other than just what it's pointing at. In fact, we still talking displays, about the keyboard here. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Braille displays—they connect up to five devices. Ah, there you go. See so, what's the problem? Know, come on. Um, yeah, so thanks for that, Rebecca. We've got another email coming in from Rebecca a bit later, but we'll uh, get to that. Uh, I want to get to a text. We got a text. How did that get in? Wow, well, is it from 1980? <laughs> well, I think that was the last time that phone number was active, but yes, uh, we got a text <laughs> from Danny who uh, got in touch from Toronto and he wants you, Priest, to give him a... St- I love how he asks you to do this because he knows we, we just won't. Um, give me step-by-step... Uh, a way of setting up the watch to make hand gestures work. I've tried to do it with my Watch 6 and my iPhone 13 uh, with latest iOS without any success. Cannot do it. Now, can we just maybe back up a bit here? Because people might be wondering what that means. Um, You will have heard of assistive touch. Mark, I'm sure you've heard about it because we've talked about that on the show. Um, And this is where people who have difficulty with uh, using their hands or using using the actual touchscreen itself... They now have another input method, and this is assistive touch, where essentially by a series of pinches and clenches of your hand or your fist, you can uh, make your watch work. Um, I'll be honest, I, I, the first thought I had was a little bit like voice control when it came to the Mac and the, the iPhone. I thought, how will that interact with voiceover? And then Sean made a discovery. <laughs> I did. Assistive touch itself is a really comprehensive feature, right? Because you can control like making payments, bringing up your payment cards and lots of things, but it it doesn't work with voiceover. Uh, There's also a tilt feature where you can tilt your wrist and move a pointer around the screen. Obviously, that's not great for voiceover users. But one of the features of assistive touch is the hand gestures and uh, clenching and pinching. And Apple have made that available to voiceover users. And to do that, you need to go to your accessibility settings. You can do this either on the watch itself or through the watch app on your iPhone, Danny. Um, But find the accessibility settings, double tap on that. Then go to voiceover settings, double tap on that. And right at the bottom, the final option is now hand gestures. Double tap on that and you'll be able to turn it on. And also, you can customise what the gestures do. Now, can, so I, can, it, I just, can I just jump in there to ask? Of course you can. You would need to make sure, I guess, that your phone and your Apple Watch are up to date, right? You've got to have both up to date for this to work. Yes, that's right. Yes, Assisted Touch came in on one of the recent Apple Watch uh, updates. Also, uh, I think Danny said he had a Series 6. I think it, it, the Assistive Touch and hand gestures work from Series 4 upwards and also the Apple Watch SE. So anything below that, I don't think you're going to get this option. But um, for voiceover users, it is it is really handy. I, I mean, you've turned handy. it on, right, Stephen? <laughs> handy. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Very good. Well, that's, uh, Thank that's, Thank that's you. very good. Yeah, I'm impressed by that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so do carry on. <laughs> no, no, that's it. I would also say as well that uh, hand gestures only work when the watch is awake. Now, as a voiceover user, I have... Uh, wake on wrist raise, that's difficult to say, turned off because otherwise it talks all the time. And also in voiceover, I think there is um, speak on wrist raise. I've got that turned off. But if I'm using hand gestures, I do go into the display and brightness settings and turn on that wake on wrist raise. That way I can just lift my hand up, do a double fist clench to activate the hand gestures, and then I can just use the pinch and clench to move around the uh, watch face. I can demo this if you really want, because well. I, I set it up on mine. And, you know, it's not like me to take something you say and actually use it. 
Yeah, um, I know. So, yeah. you know, I have to say, you should be impressed by this. Uh, yeah, this is this is it. So I've got my watch. I've raised up my arm. You raise me up. I, I don't know if we pay for music here, so we better not do that. But yeah, <laughs> basically, you lift up your arm and I double clench my fist. And I get, uh, you don't hear it, but I get a haptic notification. So if I, um, if I'm not going to pinch with my index finger and thumb. Wednesday, the 19th of January. So that's me now pinching. Wednesday, the 19th of January. I'm going to double clench. Ooh. Activity button. And now I'm going to pinch with my index finger and thumb. Alarms. Button. And I'm now moving. I'm essentially swiping right button. at the moment. App Store button. Apple Store button. If I double pinch with my index finger and thumb. App Store uh-huh. button. I go back. Really excited Amazon here. Music button. <laughs> And that's it. That is that's the, the gestures. Now I don't know how many people would benefit from that, but I think it's a cool feature. I mean, the fact is, I'm not touching my watch at all in that moment. I'm not touching no, exactly. it. My screen is off, um, and I'm magically doing that. I mean, you know, I know earlier we talked about the the incredible rockets that we get into space. I am amazed that this watch can figure out that I'm moving my index finger as opposed to the rest of my hand. I don't know how it figures that out, but I know. I just think I, it, that it, this is incredible. Yeah, I mean, it works by sensing the movement of your tendons in your wrist. It's incredible. I mean, it's like, you know, they say that when technology is done well, it's indistinguishable from magic. Uh, This works incredibly well. And look, it is a bit limited at the minute, I find, personally. There's only a few actions you can assign to a gesture. Um, I would like it, you know, that I maybe could press the side button and go back and other things like that. Um, but I'm sure it will get better and uh, improve as time goes on. But it's definitely something to look at. I think it's brilliant. You guys have used some pretty hard words today on the show. Hungaria, Baba Venga, and mm. now I've added indistinguishable to the hard words. Indistinguishable. Yeah, yeah. That, that was difficult yeah. for me. That's going to be a difficult one for you. Sorry. I understand. Fair enough. Um, I've got an email from Ryan this week uh, talking about last week's show where I was discussing the... In fact, we all were talking about headsets for PCs. And... We were discussing the fact that, you know, one of the problems with a lot of these headsets is you can't hear yourself in the headphones. Now, that doesn't often bother most people, I guess. But, you know, for for people like ourselves that do this job, we do love to hear our own voices. So, you know, that's fine. Uh, I want to hear my own voice. But, I mean, you know, I've got a pair of headphones over there. They're the closed headphones of the Biodynamic MX, MMX 300, I think it was. And they're closed. So when I'm speaking without, you know, having them off, I can't hear anything. So, you know, I really want to hear that microphone in my own head. And there is a way to do this. Uh, And I'm not going to go through all the details of what Ryan has said in his email, but basically there is a setting in sound settings, and it's in that old control panel that you go into. And um, you're looking for the listen tab in there uh, under microphone. And when you go into that listen tab, you are able to uh, check a box, which essentially says that you can listen to the device. Once you've done that, then that means you're then able to actually hear the microphone through the headphones. It's a really interesting tip, Ryan. Thank you for that. Uh, that actually does help, and I'm going to do that. I don't know if there's an equivalent for that on the Mac. I of course not. Probably no. not, no. You can't get that deep into the settings, I don't think. Um, <laughs> but you can with the PC. I find it tricky to find that setting now. I need to do it old school. I press Windows R to bring up the Run dialog box, and I type mmsys.cpl and that brings up oh, the yeah, sound easy. devices it's actually multimedia system control panel mmsys.cpl it's, it's quite quick once you get used to it i believe the listen now um tick box is under the recording tab you control tab to switch between the various devices just like i said uh okay yeah. let's talk about netflix because they've upped their prices mark and you're not happy well, I mean, I, I'm just trying to figure out when when is enough enough. You know, I understand there's things like inflation, but, you know, not everybody in the world is getting a pay increase. Um, you know, so Friday, what I happened is, is there, the standard plan went up by $1.50 to sixteen forty nine a month. The premium package, which includes the Ultra HD plus four streams, is going up by $2 to $20.99. The basic plan remains at nine ninety nine. I just, you know, you know, at this rate, we're going to be paying, you know, $40 a month for this in, in like three, four years from now. So, I mean, at what point is, you know, too much, too enough, much. enough, you know? Mm, well, I'm glad, actually, because we don't care about 4K, so we can have the cheap plan. Ha! Yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. I mean, I pay for mine through my uh, satellite subscription, so I don't have a clue how much it costs because it just gets swallowed up in that bill. And I think if, and if memory serves, I was paying something like, five or six pounds a month 
So I'd, I'd probably equate to about ten dollars. Yeah, and um, you know that was that was kind of it, and it's never really increased since then because my my satellite bill hasn't changed. So yeah, that's the answer. So you don't you don't care? I couldn't care less. <laughs> I'm but, all right. You know, I mean, I did. Well, I, I'm glad I, we had this chat, guys. That was good. Yeah. Good to be here. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, right when cable <laughs> services were all, everything, the only choice, right? We hated it because they gave you well, you got to have this, you got to have this. There was no customization. So cutting that cable was so important. Everyone wanted it, and now we've got that. It's like wow, okay, so now if I want to watch this program, I need to subscribe to that, you know, HBO or Disney Plus or Netflix or Amazon Prime. And each one of those, even though it doesn't seem quite, you know, really expensive, I'm thinking of Apple TV service. I think I pay like a fiver a month for that. Yeah, uh, Prime is around seven or eight pounds. And so we're talking around, you know, under $10 Canadian a month. So, uh, yeah, but they all mount up. That's the thing. But it's what we wanted. We hated the cable company. I didn't say I wanted any of this. Yes, you did. I heard you. You know what? This show's called what? Double Tap Canada, right? Yes. I don't care about your Canada satellite provider in the UK. <laughs> Here we're paying more. The price is going up. Oh, we great. should be outraged. Oh, brilliant. We're going nationalist now, I see. Right. Okay, fine. It's like outraged. That, we'll go back to cable then. Yeah. Go back to cable. See how you like that. And uh, whatever's on cable. But yeah. how do I watch Cobra Kai? Exactly right. Well, there you yep. go. You're stuffed. YouTube Just pay TV. the money. <laughs> uh, I want to know what Wordy is. Why is everybody on social media talking about Wordy? Isn't what, it Wordle? Is it? It's Wordle. Well, there Wordle. you go. That's the first problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why. Whatever game you're playing, Stephen, <laughs> perhaps not appropriate. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, so what is Wordle? Let me ask that again. What is Wordle? John? Oh, it's a very popular game that everyone seems to have copied and flooded the app stores with clones of said game. Oh. Uh, I think the original game was free, was it not? Mark, throwing it back to you. Yes, it was, Sean. Um, it's a game where you uh, <laughs> no way. play with words and... Um, right. And you get little squares. I have no idea, guys. I really like, I see these things and I'm like, I cannot waste my time. Well, um, the only reason I bring it up is because people have been complaining on social media. Blind people have been saying that all through their feeds, they are getting, and I just skip through these things. I don't tend to pay much attention, but, uh, you know, basically you get a square or something that says, it just reads out every individual square in whatever this image is. So it's a great listen. If it, you're it's on basically like it gives you it gives you blank spaces and it places. Um, a le- if a letter is in green, it's exactly you know the letter is right. where it is and it's part of the word. If the letter is in in yellow, then it means it's it's in the word but it's in the wrong spot. And then if there's one in gray, it's not in the word at all. And then you have to kind of match everything and figure it out. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Sounds brilliant. Why do people need to get a life? Stop playing games. Whoa, 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 whoa. Steady now. They're just saying we want to take part in this latest, the latest fad, this latest thing, right, that everyone's playing. It's not accessible. It's not accessible, well, kind no, of, but it's not really usable. So that's the problem, Stephen Scott. Thank you. Well, is that maybe well, not, is that in a way well, not then saving society, the blind society, from wasting their lives? No, 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 I think no. that if there was a developer out there that really cared about the community, they would clone it in a way that it is accessible. So this is your way of filtering out the crap in the world and realizing this is not a game that you need to be playing. We're, we're testing things for people. We're saying to people, this is a waste of your life. I love that we're offending people on every side of this story. <laughs> not even getting the name right. It's pretty offensive. <laughs> Wordy. 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 If there is an app called Wordy, I'm sure it's great. We're not talking about that Absolutely. One. It's probably Developed the best. Developed by Baba Venga. App, yes. <laughs> A fantastic Say Hungarian it. app developer from Hungary. Hungary. Um, so, <laughs> shall we talk about Microsoft? And That's where they founded the Hunger Games, you know. <laughs> hey. Um, <sighs> shall, we talk, shall we talk about Microsoft and their... We take a break, I'm tired. Uh, I'll get a tea break in a minute. You can get a cup of tea in a minute, Mark. It wasn't a child. Um, Is it playtime yet? <laughs> Microsoft, biggest Ooh, acquisition so far. Uh, Activision Blizzard. Now, I'll be honest with you. I had no idea what that was yesterday. Uh, but today you I'm You had learning. no idea what Activision Blizzard oh, was? Is it something crazy. to do with games? Oh, I don't my know. God. I don't Take a break. Care. Sean, we need to beat him. Yeah. <laughs> is that the answer? Is it physical violence? Oh, that's it. We'll come back to this after we beat Stephen Scott. <sighs> wow. Right. We'll be right back. Um, I think. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. 
This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. You okay, Stephen? You good there? Uh, I'm okay. Are you okay? Did you get your milk during the break? Have you learned a lesson? Your bruises, I don't see them yet. They'll, they'll be there tomorrow. Ah, <laughs> oh dear. Honestly. Right, what is this Activision Blizzard then, and why should I care that Microsoft has spent a ridiculous it's a amount rare, of money It's a rare weather form that happens when the eastern wind... <laughs> Have you not heard of Call of Duty? Yes, I, I, I understand the concept of gaming. I, I'm not yeah, confused Crash. by this. I don't play games. I think I've mentioned this. Oh, so it doesn't matter. Again, like the Netflix World price hike in Canada. Warcraft. doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> Not well, to me. <laughs> what was the price tag that Microsoft have paid for this uh, huge developer? Call of Duty, probably one of the most popular games out there, as is Candy Crush. Uh, what was the other one there, Mark? The, the War? World of Warcraft, World Starcraft. Of Warcraft. I mean, $68 I, I billion. Dollars. <laughs> wow. Billion. Billion, and what makes this interesting, it still doesn't make Microsoft one of the biggest game developers out there. And they do own quite a few, like 20 game development studios now. It's such an industry, isn't it? I mean, it's huge. But the, the money involved, I mean, if they're going to pay $68 billion, you know, they're going to get that money back somehow. Well, it's Microsoft, maybe not. They'll just write it off. But who knows? <laughs> they're seeing this as an investment. Yeah, they would this- not spend that money unless they thought that they are going to make it back. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they explain yes. just to write it off as a charitable donation. Well, um, you know Microsoft, they've done it before. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. We'll switch on from that one. Um, <laughs> but he, all, but all here's, here's what's going on, guys. Is they're, they're, they're looking to really beef up their, their Game Pass subscription service, which is really yeah. going to be what the future of this is. Like, they're, they're, you know, many conversations that I've had with various people in the gaming industry is that we're going to be seeing more and more cloud gaming um, come to the horizon. Now, I've been using... You know, in it's still in, in beta form in some aspects of it, but I've been using my Xbox controller on my Surface Pro 8 and streaming games online. And I'm talking about games like even Forza Horizon 5, and it's it's damn good, guys. Like, you don't need that console anymore. People who are out there starving to get this console, like, just, just hit start and hit Xbox game on your Windows device and try streaming a game. It doesn't need all that computing power because it's all being done in the cloud. So now, mm. with the addition of all the Activision and the, and the Blizzard catalog into that Game Pass option, this is going to be a juggernaut in terms of gaming, in terms of what they're going to be able to offer first party for Microsoft. That's pretty big. And it's fair to say, huge amount of excitement. This is how I came to this story, because huge amount of excitement in the accessibility community uh, Microsoft have done a power of work, and we know we've been talking to people at Xbox and at Microsoft about the work they've done on games like for Forza Horizon 5 and others. And not just actually, and this is the key point, not just going out there and creating games that are fully accessible, which is, of course, brilliant, but actually working with other developers to say, hey, maybe you want to do this too. You know, you maybe don't want to miss out this entire market of disabled people who want to play your game and, and fr- frankly should have no reason not to. Unless it's uh, wordy, of course. Um, <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right. I, I, there is a bit of excitement out there, and, and rightfully so, because Microsoft have proved, you know, with the adaptive controller uh, and the adaptive kit for Surface, and that's not gaming, but they have proved their, their commitment to accessibility. So, yeah, rightly so. Good on them. So here's my question. When is Mac going to get into this game? Because if, there's, if the rumours are true that a Never. VR, AR headset is coming, either this year, next year, two years, three years away, whatever it is, then surely Apple are looking at this space as well. Because I can't, I, do, I don't know what but Apple would do, do in this doing space. It in, they're doing it in the lens of their own ecosystem. You know, look at the industry they've created with, with apps on mobile devices um, and look how they've slowly but surely over time made sure that those apps can be compatible, A, from iPhone to iPad. Yeah. And now from iPhone and iPad to the Mac. So hang on, so hang on. are you saying that it's more of a platform like the iPhone was originally back at the beginning? It was a, it's a platform where you build and basically you create on it what you want to create on it. We're not. Yeah, I don't think Apple that. wants to get into the gaming world. I think that let them let people design and take advantage of their hardware and their software and do what they want with it. And they'll benefit from it at the end of the day. They don't have to go out and spend $68 billion because we're playing Wordle. <laughs> or wordy, but the, or wordy. The thing, but I don't, the thing is, but I don't understand. The Mac has though, never been powerful enough. Exactly. Does it, when it comes you know, to even, even the current MacBook, and this MacBook I've got here, a very powerful machine, but it's not a gaming machine. 
Well, it's down to the graphics. Apple have fallen out with NVIDIA, who are the graphics card kings. Uh, they've fallen out with them. They won't use their stuff. So it's always been the hardware. But, you know, when we talk about services such as Xbox, Game Pass, and uh, Stadia, is that even going from Google? Yeah, these, it's there. Ah, it'll mm. be a bin next week. These streaming game services takes away the need to have, you know, powerful hardware on your side. So I think that probably is the future. You know, Netflix of games. It's going to be games that just stream to you so you could play them on anything. And this is, so. by the way, this has existed, right? NVIDIA's had NVIDIA Shield um, that was, you know, their yep. own great game streaming device. Um, and there's other companies out there that are, that are down this path already. I mean, look at Steam. Steam is all about streaming games. It's about not having to buy the game. You basically, you know, can subscribe to the service or or buy the game and own a digital copy and play it on any device. This is how people game on a Mac these days, right? So if all that computing power isn't required and you can still benefit from the graphics and everything else that comes along with it. But, but, I mean, but maybe you can explain winning. this to me in a way I can understand. And I'm looking at you here, Mark, because there's no point asking this to Sean. Um, so you want to talk slowly. I understand. Okay. Yeah. I, I, want, I want to ask a serious question here. Um, so on the Mac, yeah. with the powerful graphics that it has, and let's, let's take the new MacBook Pro, right, which is the M1 Max. Let's you know top this thing out with the best graphics, 32 core, CPUs, GPUs, all the rest of it. Why is that not capable of the kind of gameplay that you would get with the NVIDIA cards? Is it just a different process? How is, it's a, it's, it's a different architecture, and really at the end of the day, when it comes to Macs, the majority of Macs, with the exception of a couple, don't have dedicated graphics. Okay, even though it's you know they talk about you know sixteen GPU cores, mm. it's still on one chip. It's still on one chip that has limitations. So when it comes to really graphic heavy games, it just doesn't have the capacity to really do. And I and I, and I say this with a a major disclaimer because you can game now that nowadays on these new Macs, but you know things like Metal and those things that Apple is promoting are not how people are designing traditional console games. Right. Okay. So, you know, it'll it'll take a company like um, I don't know, like Unreal, you know, who is making headway on metal and a lot of the Apple, you know, hardware and the Apple software to really just kind of make it easier for the game developers to just easily port their game over to that ecosystem. And the fact of the matter is, is that streaming is is a much easier approach because you don't have to worry about any hardware whatsoever. You worry about the visual right. experience. You're literally, you're all you're sending over the internet is keystrokes, literally. So when you go left, right, up, down. So imagine that as text. It's it's like it's characters, and you're receiving just what you see on the screen. You don't have to worry about the entire world that's there. It's only rendering the pixels that are you are currently seeing. So as long as you can do that on a fast enough internet connection. It doesn't have to worry about all that processing that goes on in the background that a traditional console deals with. That's why on an Xbox, when you install a game, you tend to download about seven, eight gigs of updates before yeah. you can even play the game because it needs, the to device. A, it needs to account for everything that you could mm. possibly want to go into, right? Because it's there on that device. Whereas on the streaming service, it doesn't have to worry about that. It can go get that stuff when it needs to get that stuff. How laggy is it, Mark? You've tried the uh, Xbox Game Pass. Um, in most cases, you don't even notice it. Amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm wondering as well. I'm like, well, what's the difference between spending the money on a console versus playing it via any computer? Listen, there's, you know, I I love racing games. I love Forza. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's way more fun with a steering wheel, obviously, and you really when you really get that right. Um, but playing with a controller on, on streaming versus on the Xbox, I don't notice a difference whatsoever. Wow. Yeah. I'll notice the occasional hiccup where it'll it'll stop for a second and then pick itself up. But I'm talking about once every half hour, maybe. You that's know, and, that, and that's some kind of buffering. So, and it's still quote unquote in beta, right? So it's still acceptable for them to be working out kinks like that. Mm. Um, and you know, the the big thing is people are talking about are the the first person shooters because you need incredible precision to get those shots off, and you need incredible response. And people are raving about it. Right, it's a whole new world. Yeah. As Baba Venga said. Wasn't, wasn't it... Um, wasn't it a little mermaid? I was thinking, the mermaid thing, yeah. Wasn't it the mermaid? 
Funny, I know about the mermaid, but I've got no idea what Activision Blizzard is. That doesn't say much for me, does it? <laughs> uh, right, stick around. We're going to be getting into your emails in a minute, and uh, I'm going to be telling you about something new I have in my possession. I didn't buy it. Oh, God. I didn't buy oh, it. Okay, fine, fine. It was sent to me, thankfully, uh, from my credit card. I'll tell you about that as well. <laughs> Funny text from my credit card company this week, which you will not believe. I'll tell you about that in a minute. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now, back to the show. I love this music. I imagine myself riding a horse. Say it. Ye. Ha. Uh, Thank you. Right. <laughs> oh, I get so excited by a piece of music. I don't know why. Uh, right, okay. Uh, let's get into the email. Oh, hang on. Yeah, I was going to tell you about the text I got from his credit card company. Yeah, so the uh, credit card company texted me and say, Hi, Stephen. Uh, we noticed you haven't used a credit card for a while. Here's a handy pin reminder. Um... I have to say, I don't remember not spending money for a while, but clearly I haven't been spending money for a while, which is impressive. They're worried. It's a welfare check, I love basically. that. I love that Visa care enough about my welfare. <laughs> or your money. Or oh, the money, yeah. The, the you know what? Try, try not spending for another two weeks. See if someone shows up at the door. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Like the credit card company shows up at the door. All, all, the, neighbors, all the neighbors are There's looking no going. There's no reports of your death. What's going on here? <laughs> all the neighbors Mr. are looking Scott. through the window going, oh, he's, got, he, he's bankrupt. He spent all his money. <laughs> There's a hundred boxes at the door. Something must be wrong. <laughs> I think it's my wife that's been buying a lot, but we'll just move on from that. Uh, oh. Anyway, shall we get into the emails? We've got uh, one from Harry here, if you wouldn't mind uh, doing the honours, Mr. Uh, oh, Afanana now it's Lalo. my turn to read them. You know what? This entire show, you've been reading all these emails. I didn't know if I was needed oh, I, I read the short ones. Mm-hmm. You get the big, long ones. That's yeah, how it works. Time oh, to shine. Oh, so yes. Harry, this must be the Harry. Right? The ha- Not Prince. Oh. Well, I don't think so. You never know. How would you? Know? I've just got a Habble One Braille keyboard, which Able. means I can now leave my. Hey, do you want to go ahead and do this? No. Because Please this email's from Hungary. <laughs> Baba did not. I've just got a Habble One Braille keyboard, which means I can now leave my iPhone zipped up in my phone pocket while I'm out and about. The Habble One could be on a lanyard or an AZ pocket, leaving iPhone secure. One great feature is that we can wake and unlock the iPhone without delving through coats and zips that's pretty cool it has several proprietary shortcuts for text editing or interaction commands and for invoking siri otherwise it's a usual pocket-sized braille keyboard it's laid out like a braille screen input keyboard with dots seven and eight but no space bar for commands you mostly just long press the keys uh, sorry for commands you mostly just long press the keys instead of adding in the space i've used it for a couple of days and for the out and about uh, or quick use scenario is very good. I prefer the Orbit Writer for writing longer chunks of text, and Perkins layout is less tiring for that task. Expensive but effective, and not many keyboards can wake up and unlock your iPhone and control all of its functions while in your pocket. Harry. Response. Stephen talks us through the Hable One Brilliant Board keyboard as he just got. Yeah, because I, I wrote that in the uh, notes. There, so. uh, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to read that. That's a stage direction. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Scott enters stage left and responds to email go. Well, here we are. Um, so I got one of these from uh, a company here in the UK that sent me it out called Sight & Sound Technology. And they sent me this out to have a play with. And I have to say, at the very beginning, I was frustrated. I was irritated. And then I opened the box and started playing with this. Um, and uh, it's good. I like it. I mean, it, it takes a bit of getting used to because, like Harry says, these keys are laid out in a, a vertical fashion rather than a horizontal. And, you know, if you use Braille, you're so used to that, you know, horizontal layout that it's a bit weird. And it's the way you hold it, right? So Harry's talked about this. You kind of hold it across your chest. So now I'm lucky enough to have a, um, let's just say, ample, ample uh, cushioned area here. In yes, front of you're me. very busty. Indeed, I am. Um, which comes wow. in very useful for biscuit holding. Um, but Gross. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and you don't need to dunk them in your tea, right? There we go. That's put all the images in your head at once. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so you can um, you hold this against your chest and then you just type away on it. It's nice, quite clicky keys. I mean, you can hear the. It's not the quietest of key types, but at the same token, you know, it is what it is. And you know, it's fine if you're uh, wanting to send a quick text. It's good for. Uh, replying to a quick email. I don't know if I would use this necessarily for a, you know, if I was wanted to sit down and write something properly, but then I, if I'm honest, I don't know if I would use my phone to do that anyway. Oof, properly. Kind of wish, kind of wish you could connect it to the computer, 
Um, and I guess you can, but I don't know how much use you would get out of it. It's really, it really is built for iOS and Android devices. Um, but it is, in terms of size, I mean, it is lovely. I mean, compared to, say, the iPhone 8, it's smaller than that, maybe about maybe a bit thicker than an iPhone for sure. But certainly it's small. If you put it against the back of an iPhone, say, SE or an iPhone 8, you would find it's roughly the same size. The only bit about it that, that I'm not getting much use out of is the ability just to open up the phone and use it. And unfortunately, if you want to do that with an iPhone, if you're a blind person and you want to use the phone with this, you know, and this is what you want to use, whether it's this or it's any keyboard, frankly, you could use a QWERTY keyboard, you could use the Magic Keyboard uh, from Apple, you could use a Braille display, whatever it is. You can set up so that you can just basically wake the device from that external device and use it. But that means you've got to turn off your passcode and all your security. Get out of town. Now, I'm convinced that when I've connected Bluetooth keyboards before, you can, as long as it's, it's either in the quick, what's it called, quick edit mode or quick keys or whatever, that you can press the home button. There is a command for pressing the home button, and that will wake up your I've iPhone, never had surely. That. Never had that. You all, you all, especially with the iPhone. I will look Face into ID. that. Especially with Face ID, you've got to, oh, yeah. you've got to have the phone Well, when out. it comes to unlocking it, I mean, you'll have to enter your PIN, Well, that's obviously. the point, right? So, I mean, the problem is that your phone's not always on all the time. And if it goes into your pocket, you're probably going to turn it off. So Yes, I'm sure Command-H or V-O-H presses the home screen only if you're in the interacted mode. Yes, or, I, I, I get know, I that. It will wake yeah, it up, yeah, yeah. but it won't do yeah. anything. No, no, no. But then you can control it and and move to enter passcode, and you can unlock the phone by yeah. typing in your passcode. I mean, this is what the, this is what Touch ID is better. This is why the SE is just no, going to be no, brilliant. No, no. You I still can't got touch wait it. for no, the no, iPhone no. SE. I'm okay, so, so is this, this Hable or Habble? Is Hable. this Hungry or Hungary? Is it uh, better than the just the Braille input feature on your iPhone or even the Android? So I haven't played around much with Braille screen input. I did after I got this, funnily enough. And the one thing I like about the Braille screen input versus this is you have the option of having the keyboard in that vertical layout or in the horizontal layout. You have the choice, um, yes. basically just by the way that the phone is orientated. So, you know, that does give me more options. I, I'm, I'm still not... I, I still like physical buttons. I still like physical buttons. I'm still not comfortable enough with Braille to take the stabilizers off the bike just at this point. Yes. Um, so I think once we get past that stage, maybe I'll use Braille screen input more. But, you know, we're talking about $320-odd for this. It's not the cheapest device out there, considering the yeah. fact that it's essentially a very small input keyboard. You could buy yourself a very cheap Bluetooth QWERTY keyboard, but if you want Tenor. to input Braille and you want the size, the size, it is the size, and I get that. You know, I've been on so many, on, on planes, or on trains, and you're sitting there, you maybe don't have a lot of room around you. The idea of getting a keyboard, if you don't have a table, you yeah, need a true. hable. Um, oh, well done. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> so I could have like watched for the these show. guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no table, use a hable. And um, of course, you, you can't control, using something like the Braille screen input feature of your smartphone, you can't actually control the phone. It's just for entering that's, text. So. Well, that's a, that's actually a very fair point. Uh, yeah, you can only... Well, and in fairness, you wouldn't anyway, right? Because you've got the no, screen. No, you wouldn't, but... but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, I, I think this is a, it's an interesting piece of kit. I'm playing with it at the moment. I'll give you a more in-depth view on it uh, in the future. But for now, um, yeah, I like it. I am using it. I do like it. So Thank far. you, Harry. You agree with Harry? I agree with Harry. Harry is right. And if you're Prince <laughs> Harry, then uh, hello, sir. And greetings to your wife. Uh, let's get an email from Rebecca. <laughs> you cannot say hello to his wife. I mean, you know. You know who she is, right? You can't right? flirt with her either. I'm not flirting. I'm just saying hello. <laughs> oh, my God. Rebecca writes, there are only four things that would make me consider upgrading my SE2020. First, keep Touch ID and the home button or provide a way to simulate the home button even when there isn't one. Backtap, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, second, allow individuals to run Swift Playgrounds on an iPhone. Ooh, Third, yes. keep 256 gig in the lineup. Fourth, bring back the headphone jack or make it easier to plug in headphones with USB-C mics. I agree on all of that. I do. The headphone jack's not coming back, though. There is no... I mean, I know oh, that they... Care? I know they brought back the... I know they brought back all no, the... No, but you know what? I can clearly... Pro, but... I can see what she's doing here. She probably uses... She uses, like, an external microphone with her phone. Yeah. But when you do that, it's hard, depending on the app that you're using, to also use headphones to hear the person on the other end. It's yep. It's not... 
as intuitive as it might be to just plug in, hey, I could use this mic, that's great. But if you're using it for something like a Zoom call or FaceTime or whatever, how do you hear the person back? There's a lot of issues there. Yeah, and how do you, I mean, the other problem, of course, is with having just a single port is, you know, you have to charge the device, which means if you want to charge it and you want to use all these external wired connections, you're going to have to stick a big dongle on the side of it, which is just horrible. Um, or connect it to a dock, I suppose, but I don't think there's many of those flying around. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree I agree with all that. Touch, yes, absolutely keep Touch ID. I would upgrade for sure uh, for that. But I'm, I'm not, I mean, I know that in the subject line of Rebecca's email, she says she wasn't looking forward to the iPhone SE 3. There is rumour that there will be an SE 3 coming uh, early this year, so maybe around March time. I doubt there'll be an event for it. It'll just be a, a press release and drop, I think, because, you know, it's never really been the big device for them. What could it possibly be? Absolutely not. I, I, they I'll will have an event. i tell you what it is. i tell you exactly what the feature will be that will make people m- yeah. maybe want to buy this. 5G. That'll be it. Oh, yeah, I think, pointless. I, I don't think there'll be any change to the layout of the SE. It's proved very popular. And I think that I still have my prediction that the Mini will disappear and that the SE is pretty much eating its lunch. All right, Stephen Vaga or whatever it is. We'll see, won't we? I don't think so. I am descended from the Hungaria people. Um... <laughs> You're always hungry. There's a difference. Yeah, I'm getting them mixed up. That's what it is. Um, I, I don't know much about Swift Playgrounds, but I know, Rebecca, you, you talked about this before and you're a fan of this. Um, that's the programming software, isn't it? It is, yes, and it's only available on iPad or Mac, I think. It's not available on the uh, iPhone. It's only been on iPad, and now it's available on the Mac. It's only recently available well, on the Mac. Well, I did say on the Mac, and yeah, it is available on the Mac, so I don't know why you stopped me there, Mark, but thank you. <laughs> Oof, right, okay, wow. fine. Well, I think, <laughs> I think it's time to go, guys. It's, uh, How much time left, guys? a bit hot in here. Uh, right, okay, well, thank you for that. Thank you for your emails. Thank you for your comments. And thank you, of course, to Mark Afalalalalalo. Don't and thank me. Okay. And thank you to Sean Priest. Uh, oh, don't forget TV as well. Big show again this week. Mark, what were we talking about on TV? I'm asking All about Amazon's cause... latest products. Very cool stuff. We'll uh, post a link on social media so you can head over there and watch it now. Yeah, don't forget we're at Double Tap Canada on uh, social media. And uh, you can find us and everything we do at ami.ca as well. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at DoubleTap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.